our whole goal has always just been to get people to move, like to move. To, to move and to get back to the the very basics and the foundations. And and at the heart of that has always been that we wanted people to feel the hope that movement can bring into their life and to understand that, you know, moving heals the body. And so, you know, kind of coming into all that, I think that sometimes people get stuck in that fitness lens of, of needing a workout and thinking it needs to be complicated and, and things like that. And so when you look at learning new things, they're, they're thinking they're just coming in to learn a couple of exercises to do X, Y, Z. And it's really, it's a, it's a way of life is, is what we're trying to kind of coach people through in a way to see people we're, we're trying to coach coaches or, or professionals, how to see the body and how to help other people see their own bodies, I guess. But we also try to establish the conditions. Like, so if you walk into our studio on the wall, it says, I am awesomely and wonderfully made. Like, that's the message we want people to get when they come in to learn about themselves. Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I talk with movement enthusiasts to learn who they are, what they do, and why they do it. This episode is with Danny Almeida and Tim Anderson. Original Strength, Mission, and Synergy. Peanut Butter and Chocolate perfectly describes Danny Almeida and Tim Anderson's working relationship and why they've successfully built a business together. Danny and Tim are the co-creators of the Original Strength System and the Original Strength Institute. They discuss Original Strength, of course, but also what it takes to work with someone for 10 years and why they remain passionate about their work. Danny unpacks her work with the Women's Movement Collaborative, and Tim shares his process and influences. They explain their beginnings as original strength, how they've grown, and what motivates each of them personally. Tim Anderson is an experienced fitness professional, writer, speaker, and former firefighter with more than 20 years' experience as a personal trainer. In addition to fitness, he has authored and co-authored several books. Tim's methodology is centered on one key principle. We are meant to feel good and be strong throughout our lives. Danielle Almeida is a fitness professional with more than a decade of experience in the industry. She's also the founder of the Women's Movement Collaborative. Danny's passion lies in helping people reclaim their movement and their hope. For more information, go to moversmindset.com slash podcast. And this is also one of our slightly more rare these days, long form conversations and with more than one guest. And frankly, if these two people don't make you want to leap up from your chair or run outside and get active, I don't think you're hooked up right. Thanks for listening. So I cheat. I have somebody that helps me and like does a little like a dossier and we actually trade you guys like little Pokemon cards. Should we talk to this person about that person? Because there's only so many hours and I can only go so many places. And when I started reading about you guys and what you have done, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't think an hour and a half is going to be enough because you have, you have your, each of you has your personal backstory. You have your personal, I mean, everybody has that. You have your personal fitness journey. You have the program that you've co-created. You have your gym. I, when I read firefight, I was like, okay. One of the things that I asked you before we started recording was about, in my mind, I think of it as like, sorry, this is a romantic term, but the meet cute where you first realize that together you can make something, you know, right? And I'm wondering about what it is in your personalities that clicks, because clearly there's something that clicks about your ability to work together 
And I, I don't know if it's maybe one of you has, no pun intended, one of you has one strength and one of you has a different strength or if it's the way your personalities work or like what is it you think that makes you guys a good team when it comes to programming, you know, like like fitness programming and creating projects and talk me through some of that. I think that's your turn to start there. <laughs> yeah, I was immediately thinking rocket fuel. Uh, and so, and actually, uh, I, uh, funny, uh, we had done a strengths finder, I guess it was like a challenge or I don't know what it was, strengths finder test. Assessment. Assessment, that's what it's called. And, you know, we both kind of went through some of these pieces and it really pointed out to us kind of what some of our strengths were and and things like that. And And Tim is really great at, finishing and executing and he's got, he's very, very responsible and I am not, uh, which is, <laughs> but, That's but the first step in the 12 step <laughs> program is admitting. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm really good at is getting started and getting people excited and, and getting going with things. And so that is like one layer kind of, of something that has been really, really helpful for us is that if I start something, he can finish it. I'm the closer. He, he is the closer, you know, and, and from that, from that level, there's also things that he starts, right. He sees like a, a visionary thing, something really exciting that he wants to do. And then I can kind of help put it into action. And then once again, then he finishes it because I get a little distracted and things, but I'd say that honestly, that, that is one layer of what has kind of made us work really well. And in the strengths finders test or assessment, um, that is what they call rocket fuel. So, and there's like a whole book about that. And so we have like these two capabilities. Now, I don't personally think that we fit into a mold, you know, like there's, there's all these like certain categories, like, you know, your Enneagram test and your strength finders test and all these things. I don't think that there's like a perfect fit for everything necessarily, but I would say that that definitely has helped kind of help us identify at least what does work and where we can utilize some of our strengths and things like that. I don't know if I answered your question, but I'm just wondering. So, well, strength finders and rocket fuel are two totally different things, integrator and visionary. That's That's true. But I see where you're going with that. Honestly. So I wrote this, I'm loyal and I have a huge sense of responsibility. So I wrote this book called becoming bulletproof and she made me a sweatshirt that had becoming bulletproof on it. And it was nice. She was nice to me. And so somehow that <laughs> indentured me to it's her. Funny how we want to laugh, but that's rare. Like people are nice <laughs> to each other. She, she was nice to me. And then I, now then I felt responsible for her and everything else she wanted to do from then on out. It, it was weird, hmm. but she was nice to me. So, cause you might wonder, maybe you didn't even notice why the heck are we starting here? Because one of the things that I'm super interested in is, People have, so everything that's ever been created that like, it's all comes from somebody's mind and it has to be created twice. You have to make it in your mind. And then somebody, hopefully the same person has to make it in reality. And a lot of people who get the passion for, for movement uh, or fitness or, or whatever the particular path is they're on, they always have dreams of, all right, if I'm passionate about this, how can I make it be a thing which also enables me to make a living or, you know, whatever level they feel they need to survive at. And I don't know, but it sure looks like you guys have cracked the nut of being able to have an idea and bring it out into the world. And what I was interested when I'm asking these questions about how do you work together? What made you want to work together is it's a completely different animal to try and have an idea when you have two minds. And I'm wondering, so here comes an actual question. I warned about the rambling. Do you think that 
the ideas are coming from like the two of you together have an idea which you then take to the world or do you feel more like you each have an idea and then it just kind of turns out that they actually i don't know if you guys are old enough to know the peanut butter and chocolate thing in the supermarket do you put the peanut butter and chocolate together do i need to unpack that you can, you you do, she's young she's, oh she's like what? do you know that Come Pe- on. okay for people listening going oh you almost had a question craig stop talking about the peanut butter and chocolate thing is a stupid tv commercial of, about two people walking to and i think it was actually a woman and a man and the one guy in the supermarket one woman's eating a chocolate bar and he's got like a jar of peanut butter and when they round the corner of the market they have a they bump into each other and somehow the right you got your peanut butter in my chocolate no you, you got, got your, your chocolate, chocolate on my <laughs> right, exactly, right so back to i actually have the question in my head if you do you think that you wind up having separate ideas which turns out i'm air quoting just turn out that they work well together and then that lets you create something in the world or do you feel more like the ideas come from one of you and then the other one like well, how does that play together because if, if it has to first be created in the mind see this is the only time i wish i had video is like you're all missing like because two people tend to point at each other and not say things you go for it what do you think are you serious right now yeah i mean i i think i mean i'm just afraid to answer so i want to hear what I, you say i would like for you to answer But I think that we both tend to go on the same track, but I I do think we both have different ideas in terms of the way that we approach things. But at the same time, like our, our values align and kind of ultimately what our purpose of, of ultimately what we want to see and do with what we're doing, (laughs) it it all lines up. So even if our, our approaches to get there might be different. Well, in the beginning. So like I said, I wrote that book, Becoming Bulletproof. And she made the sweatshirt that had had the name on there. She took, like, I'm, I came up with something, but I didn't really know what I was going to do with it. She took that something and put it out there. And she started, you know, seeding the garden with it everywhere and stuff like that. So It's interesting that you, I also remember, if I say you, people listening don't know who I'm talking to, but I can look. So, Danny, you mentioned that he's the closer, that he finishes. But now Tim's telling me that in this particular case, mm-hmm. you finished and I, you phys, in, embodied or, you know, in word fail, you know, made I know the what thing you're happen. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I were think. You, were you done, Tim? I'll just step up. So yeah, I'm finish. always done. I'm good. <laughs> Fine. Well, I, I think I think there is kind of like a, a back and forth in terms of how we typically work. So, you know, like that that was something that he put out there that he had been working on and then I was able to, you know, take that to the next step. And then there will be sometimes where I have an idea and I'm not sure what I want to do with that. And he's able to take it to the next step. And I think Well more well, so on the creative end, like she'll come up with ideas, but then she'll tell me to make it or create <laughs> yeah, it. That's true. Like so, it's it's kind of different. Are, are they ridiculous? Is this like I'm sorry, Captain? She just can't take it. Sometimes, <laughs> and 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 on, in those instances, I just don't say anything, and I I just let it pass. And or later, like three months later, he just does it for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Later, <laughs> but yeah. What are you surprised? So I'm I'm super interested in interpersonal relationships, but I know that you guys aren't like interpersonally related. We're not in married. that sense. I know you're not. <laughs> We made that joke about it. Tim says, hi, I'm Tim. This is Danny. We're not married. I knew that. But what I, what I mean is, do you find that, all right, so here's the question I want to ask. Mm -hmm. If you work together long enough, eventually you actually get to know the other person well enough that it's no longer like cool. 
like the first couple of months or maybe the first, like, I don't know how long the time frame is because it's different. It's just like, this is awesome. I'm so excited to see you. Your ideas make me go, that's awesome. And then at some point down the road, you're like, you know, if you tell that story one more time, I'm going to punch you in the face. Like that, that oh, there's shit. a, there's a, an arc to a relationship and two people working together. This is a whole different world from two people who are married or in any kind of relationship. So I'm just wondering, like, how, I don't know how long you've been working together. So how long have you been working together? And like, are you still in what I'm gonna call the honeymoon phase? In dog years oh, or human years? <laughs> um, I'll take it. We can do the math later. <laughs> uh, 10 years. but And we are at the point where she's no longer concerned about hurting my feelings anymore. That's probably so, a good thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I think it's been pretty consistent, like across the board. Like we are pretty open and honest with each other and able to have hard conversations, which I think is... I think is a really big piece of being in business and having a business partner. And so, you know, I mean, we, I, I'm going to say like, we are more than just business partners. So like we We're are acquaintances. <laughs> that's what we, we do. That, <laughs> yeah. Obviously wind up being really good friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, but like he's family to me, you know what I mean? So it's, it is, there's a, a trust, like a different level of trust too, that like, I mean, and, and realistically, he's stuck with me for a very, very long time. Right. But, and so I think that That's over... That's previous life I was telling you about. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think long term, like... Have considered doing stand-up comedy? Sorry, I'm just going to cut you off. <laughs> I actually Well, have. if you've ever been to one of our online certifications, that is pretty much what it ends up being, uh, very stand-up comedy. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, like, I've, I've done a lot of stuff, but not that much of it, and, and like... Oh my God, if you guys did something like, uh, they would be, it would, how could you not get excited to do whatever it is you were trying to tell me to do? You're going to do 7,000 burpees. I'd be like, yeah, because you're, you're, you feed off each other and there's a timing to comedy, right? And you guys have that nailed. And there's a timing to, you know, the good cop, bad cop, or the, I'm not a, I'm actually not a coach or a physical trainer in any capacity, but there's like a, a there's like the good cop, bad cop, like, you're doing great. You suck. I, your butt's up in the air, like blanks, you know? <laughs> and I think you probably do. So do you guys coach like at the same time when you do that kind of thing? Or do you generally like you work together more on the business, but individually do the projects? Once in a while when the peanut butter has to touch the chocolate. Yeah, we, but she's, <laughs> she's, she'll become, she'll, she's the cheerleader. Right. And I, I'm I'm not as much the cheerleader uh, coaching together, I guess. Mm. Yeah, so we will coach together occasionally, but for the most part, like we try to split our times up throughout the gym, right? right. But when we do certifications, that is us teaching together, uh, and usually it's me behind a screen and a mic, and him mic'd up on on the screen too. Right. So in today's um, world, in today's yeah. world, yeah, because since COVID, we've been doing a lot more online, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of say, fun. How did the attendees or the students, the people taking tests, how do they react? Like if they've done most of their training <laughs> with Danny and then, you know, the stoic Tim arrives, like, do you ever get any feedback from the students about like, you know, I, I knew you had a business partner, but I wasn't like, like, or do people, do people jump ship? Like, like, I can't take you, but I'm going over to Timville. Like, I'm just curious, like how people react to the dynamic that has to exist within she, your partner. She's got her groupies, especially like those that are hard of hearing. Uh, they tend to go to her classes more. <laughs> and <laughs> Well played. Dang it. <laughs> well played, sir. I, I think in terms of like for original strength and certifications and stuff like that, I think we're entertaining to people. And so people... Okay, but so there's two worlds though. So yeah, she keeps saying in terms of original strength and things like that, our clients have yeah. no idea. Like they see me and I'm, I'm, I'm quiet. 
like I don't talk. Like yeah, this. yeah, he's really quiet. And the they gym. see her, and she is. I'm like blah 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 all oh, the really? time. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and so I don't and like. Re, uh, and this is weird. And we do, this is where we do a poor job that they don't really know what we do when it comes to original strength and other stuff as much, or that we actually have two totally different personalities when we're doing other things. Mostly him. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much me all the time. <laughs> so that makes me go like, do, I call that, it's not really schizophrenia, but like, do you have trouble? Like just personally, like, you know, you get up in the morning, you like start your day and it's like, who am I supposed to be yeah, today? Yeah, I want to be today. Yeah. yeah do you have, do you have to actually like, I, I, I call it putting on my podcasting hat. Like you don't want to meet me. I mean, not that I'm really alarming, but an hour before I'm just like a guy driving on the road, you know, <laughs> cursing at somebody who thinks I'm an idiot because I'm only speeding by 10 miles an hour in the construction zone. What is it with people? You know, but like, it's, you, I know that you're regular people and then you have to like, you have to decide maybe who you're going to show up for today or who you're going to show up for. So do you ever like actually struggle with who do I want to be today? Or is it always like, ah, I'm just going to go be me and that works out in the end? I think that's a question for you, sir. I look at my calendar <laughs> in the morning and to see what I've got to do. Really? That's yeah, as deep a as lot you're going to go in that? And, Are you and, serious? And, and then, so, yeah. And <laughs> He's then, actually serious. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes I'm like, you know what? I felt good yesterday. Maybe I'll do that today. <laughs> I think I'm pretty consistent across the board. However. No, 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 no. No, no, no you no. don't think so? No. So like you were talking about, you and Melissa know each other so well. Oh, that's true. He does know. Yeah. She'll walk into the gym and you can, within, without even seeing her, I'll know if I need to talk to her or not, or if I just should stay on the other side <laughs> of the studio. It's honestly, I, don't, I don't even have to look at her. You can feel it. You can't, like when I'm it's not It's like on, when Darth Vader walks into the room, <laughs> you know, Luke's like, the four, I feel the force and something's wrong. So That's true. Like when I'm about to teach a, a session, if I know that like I've got chaos around me, like I can, I can like literally feel it like. Wow. coming out of my body like and and he's like that he you know picks it up but and leave I, then i leave I just that's leave. also true but i i do have to kind of like take it down a notch <laughs> to like actually that's when i go in and i'm like okay i need a press reset myself mm. before i i move into working with these people because i don't want to impact their day right like all these people come into the gym yeah. and they, they want to have their best day yeah yeah what it, coaches you always have to bring your a game right yeah. no matter what's going on you got to be I forgot to warn you in advance. Sometimes the, I was like the Craig does that. I look like I'm like locked up. It's not, I'm not stuck. I got 9,000 things I want to ask. What is, oh, so many things. What do you think, what do you think people get wrong about you guys? So like if somebody's looking at original strength, looking at the program, they can't, I, I think most people can't help, but also try to imagine the people who created this thing. And one thing I like to do when I interview people is like, if they have any books or anything, I go read all the Amazon reviews, not every one of them, but I read the Amazon reviews and see, because you get an idea of what do people think about this person? And I don't, I mean, massive grain of salt because <laughs> internet, but I'm just wondering what, what do people think? Or maybe what do you think they think about you when they just like see a program? Like, do they feel like, do you feel like you're successfully projecting that you care about them or do you worry about projecting those things? Like there's a whole level of compassion that I think coaches don't get credit for. You know, like mom sees the kid in some class and they're like, that coach really seems to care. But there's like a whole different level to that about really empathizing with the people you're coaching. And the bigger that things get, I think it would get harder to be compassionate with the, you know, the unwashed masses. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, like, have you thought about what people think about you as like as through the lens of your projects? Uh, no, because 
Like, okay, just speaking for her, she's Mother Teresa, and she's Mother Teresa whether she's working on something small in front of by herself in front of people or not. And so, like, that's gonna always be there. And with me, like, I just, I just want to be helpful, and I think that just always comes across in whatever we're working on, anyway. And if people think we're helpful or Mother Teresa or nice or kind or compassionate, awesome. If they think we're not. Well, that's okay. That's their opinion anyway, and that's their lens, and that's where they're at. But that doesn't mean that we're not, or that doesn't mean that we don't want to be or anything else. Um, but, you know, too, I'm from this town, southern Fuquay, Verena. I was just brought up, you're always just nice. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. Mind your P's and Q's, and that's kind of just how it is. But that's always, I mean, it always, I mean, that's even if I'm quiet or being the other Tim and teaching something and it's still that same way though. You look at me. Yeah. So I, I don't know that I have really been ever concerned about what people have thought in terms of that level of things uh, for how we feel about them or how, how we can serve people. I, I do feel like we've always been very compassionate and I think that's part of what maybe has drawn some people even to original strength or to us is I, I do think we've done a really good job seeing people. It does get harder as as it grows because we don't see everybody individually. However, like we still sent, you know, like Tim puts out videos every week, puts out a podcast every week, and you hear it in his voice, you hear it in his blog, you hear it in the emails that we send out. Like, so I think most people get an understanding of the kind of people that we are. And there's some days where, yeah, maybe it shows that I sound like Darth Vader coming through the door. But, um, but I think for the most part, you know, asthma. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that I think that people kind of, you know, have a good feel for us. Now you asked the question though, like, do we ever like things of, do people ever get anything you know, miss anything right. in regards get, to looking, get horribly wrong or misassume, they assume something that's actually wrong or. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know that they're assuming something that's wrong, but I think that a lot of times things that I feel that people are, are kind of missing is that like, you know, we're not, you know, you look at the fitness industry, which is like this huge, crazy, big industry that has very overcomplicated and and expensive solutions for health and and wellness and and oil and <laughs> leotards and all the things all the things and you know i think we we our our whole goal has always just been to get people to move like move. to to move and to get back to the the very basics and the foundations and and at the heart of that has always been that we wanted people to feel the hope that movement can bring into their life and to understand that, you know, moving heals the body. And so, you know, kind of coming into all that, I think that sometimes people get stuck in that fitness lens of, of needing a workout and thinking it needs to be complicated and, and things like that. And so when you look at learning new things, they're, they're thinking they're just coming in to learn a couple of exercises to do X, Y, Z. And it's really, it's a, it's a way of life is, is what we're trying to kind of coach people through in a way to see people. We're, we're trying to, coach coaches or or professionals how to see the body and how to help other people see their own bodies, I guess. But we also try to establish the conditions. Like, so if you walk into our studio on the wall, it says, I am awesomely and wonderfully made. Like that's the message we want people to get when they come in to learn about themselves and all of our books and all of our manuals, training manuals and stuff that is also written somewhere in the manual. 
like so we you know even for our our studio down the street we we wanted to be like a light in the community a place where people felt safe where they felt good about themselves where they could learn how to enjoy themselves and you know enjoy their body and like i i like if she she asked me before well, what do you want to do i'm like i another pe- I, I just want to help people feel good in their own body and so we try to establish that that environment or a condition or so that's hopefully the message that people receive no matter which version of us they get at whatever day <laughs> do you recall if for either of you ever wants to jump on the spike first do you recall either you know have you always been like that so you each are describing a, a vision of yourself or like a, a reflection of yourself that you see how you see yourself do you ever recall seeing yourself differently or do you ever recall i'm also going to say that it's not like one in a bismillion unique, but that's not super common for people to have the type of clarity of like, this is what I want to accomplish. And that, yeah, I'm having a bad day, but I, I still know what my goal was, my mission is. So do you recall like ever not feeling like, because you're, you're describing slightly different ways about yourself, but convert this to your own head. Do you recall feeling differently at any point or having a different vision of yourself? Or do you ever recall noticing like at some point you had to notice that for the first time and went hmm everybody else doesn't like this like do you recall those moments I, i'm always love it and I'm always interested in transitions like and do you recall ever noticing that well i'll go and i don't know if this is what you're specifically asking but so i've grown a lot since we've started since original strength started because but it does feel good to feel good and like i am as nice as I want to be right now, I know I've not been for the first 30 years of my life. I was just an average, sometimes nice, sometimes very not nice person. I mean, you know, you grow. But when I started learning the own wonder of my own body and how amazing it is and how, like, when when you feel good physically, you feel good mentally and emotionally. And when you don't feel good physically, you're, you withdraw inside and you're not very nice. You're not very giving to everyone else because you're, you're consumed with whatever is going on with you. And everybody knows that. But if you learn how to break free from that or, you, you know, it does feel a lot better to feel good so I can be the person I want to be, then that's kind of intoxicating. Um, so I know for a fact that I haven't always been the person I want to be wanted to be but i do know now that well, i kind of know how i can help myself get there a lot easier but that's just me yeah i i'd say in a i guess there's been a lot of growth for me too like over especially over i would say uh the last five to ten years um and for me it's always been like me battling with myself you know and which is what you explained yeah. too right everybody goes yeah that, yeah right? <laughs> yeah and, you know, whether it's like from one end of, of kind of this imposter syndrome, like, I, I don't know if I have enough to share with people or people will listen to me. Like, you know, if I, if I go out and share, like, do I have the ability to stand up there and, and teach something even? Um, and I, I feel a lot more confident in those settings, but that, that still creeps in. I think one of the big things though, is, is like, I've started to kind of grow to build more of an awareness of, of where, and in Tim's book, Discovering You, you talk about the line, above the, being above or below the line. And, uh, you know, I think you can kind of see like, hey, this is the person that I want to be, right? This is the person that I want to portray. And this is like kind of the, the route I want to go down. And I, it's very easy for me to tell now when I'm, when I'm going right. above and, and 
going the route I want to go or when I'm below my best self, when I'm not acting my best self, which is usually like, I'm, I'm not listening to people. I'm doubting myself or I'm trying to compete too much, which is usually when I'm most disappointed in myself is like, if I cannot let go of like that challenging competitor side, because I am like all about working with others and lifting others up. And so when I, when I find myself trying to compete with someone, I'm like, why am I doing this? I know I don't want to do that. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know. I, except for the last, except for the last two words, I don't know. You had it all. It was all perfect. You just had to delete the "I don't know." You, you actually <laughs> know. It's very clear. And I, I your answers are, are what I suspected, which is that you've gotten to a point in your just your personal individual lives, gotten to a point where you're starting to like look back at like, <laughs> Mike, is look at the chaos and destruction. All right, let's <laughs> let's clean this mess up. And I think that can't help but come out in in what you create whether it be you know a conversation with one person or whether it be you know it like it it seeps into the sentences that you write in books it seeps into the gestures that you make in videos and that's it's a it's basically impossible to fake that because you could fake it nine days out of ten but on the tenth day it's you know the real you would show up so i i really appreciate you guys sharing you know that that's like a it's not like skeletons in the closet type stuff but it's not so tell me how you guys started open, you know, like it, it's a very different type of question to ask someone. And I really don't prepare them in advance. Like I'm not sitting there thinking, oh, we're going to do this. And we're gonna do this. Like, <laughs> I have no clue where we're going. Do you find that, so for me, I feel like I'm drowning in information sometimes. It's like the more that I interact, especially when I, the more people I talk to on the podcast, oh, it's bad. The more people I talk to, the more avenues I see, like I should be, I just had a great conversation with somebody who also is into physics. And I thought my head was going to melt. And I'm just like, oh, I have all these things I haven't been paying attention to. So in your universes, and I don't know if you like, if you want to tell me more about your universe that you're in, but do you find that you have to, like, is it effort to stay focused on fitness? Like, do you find, oh, you know what? We really need to turn left and also do meditation. Cause like, it's a very small step from like teaching people how to breathe as one of the five basic movements that you have in, in the program, it's like a very small step. In fact, it's like a not step at all to go from well, what you're really working on is mindfulness and breathing. And you could build whole programs on that. And that would be really good for the world. But like, do you guys struggle to say, okay, we're doing X, it's working well. And we see other ways that we could help the world, but no, let's just keep our blinders on. Like how much of a, you know, versus maybe you're just so utterly swamped with turning the crank to make X bigger and, and keep that going. You're like, <laughs> the urge to do other things doesn't come up. I'm just wondering about your, like how you do, how you choose where to direct your energies and how you choose what to do with the ideas that come up. Do you want, yeah, I mean, I'm always kind of uh, <laughs> like, I'm always thinking of all the different things we can do. So I actually... I have a shiny object problem sometimes of like, Oh, I want to do this and I want to do this and we can do this, Yes, you know? And I, I actually think we've been given a lot of freedoms to be able to do a lot of these different things. So to not just focus on the fitness world, um, because there is so much more than the fitness world. And I, and I think in Tim's book, some of his, you know, some of his books that really kind of comes out a little bit more and more every time he writes. And I think where you are in, in life right now too, you know, he started in a very specific fitness area and, and has, you know, it's always been kind of coming back to this idea of pressing reset, which is the five movements, right? right. right? But it, it has continued to grow and, and to, to, 
kind of melt into all of these other areas of, of overall wellness and wholeness as a person. And so I think that, you know, most of the things that we are doing even now do approach more than just fitness because yeah, it does get boring. And, and honestly, I, I don't even like the term fitness because it is, it's, it's about movement and there's a lot of movement that has to take place in life. And the way that, you know, we, we move through life, uh, it, it's, it's, it takes a lot of, a lot of different pieces for that. So we like to be able to touch all those different areas. Does that, I don't know, like, you know, do you have something you were going to say? I, I, no, not really, but I'm like, see, to me, uh, it's all the same thing. And I'm, 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 I'm easy to stay focused on. I'm like rain man. So, and it's not that, okay. So the five resets, they're the foundation they're of everything which means anything else from them is an extension of those. So to me, it's not necessarily a different thing. Like walking's not different than crawling. Walking's just an extension of crawling. Meditation is not really different from breathing. It's, it can just be an extension. It's like, where do those five things lead you? If they're in place and right, you have your right. foundation, where can you go with that? So, and, and the deeper those roots are, well, the, the more you can branch out from it. Um, so to me, they're just all extensions. So they're not necessarily different. So, so I don't get distracted in that sense because to me, it's the same thing. Now there are other, like if you're talking about fitness fads, those don't, I don't look at those at all. I'm pretty much blinders on, on the main thing for me, which is the foundation. I mean, we've, we've taken kind of where we started though. So we have, you know, our, our edge. So original strength where we're educating fitness and healthcare providers, you know, putting out books, we have a publishing company. So we help other fitness and health, actually not even just, they can be anybody. anybody. We, we help people publish books. So like we've kind of gone down that path and then we've got mentorship programs. We're working with the local college to, inter, uh, to help bring up interns to become coaches or potentially maybe own their own business or work for us. Um, you know, I, you <laughs> know, work for us. I see what you did there. Right? <laughs> Again is five, 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 five. We've done our, our online, we have an online training company where we do everything from specific training programs that sometimes we write, sometimes we help other people write and put out. And then like, even just now, I, uh, and I know this is, we're, we're kind of talking in the future here, but we've just released a, a program called, uh, the daily 21s, which is not a fitness program. It is a movement program, but it's about building daily habits for vitality, like for a healthy life. Do you want to talk about that or explain what I'm talking about or no? I, think I just did, did it. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's a man of many words. Um, <laughs> I just don't, you know, she just said it. Why do I got to say it again? <laughs> you guys should totally do stand-up comedy. <laughs> the timing down perfect. <laughs> but, you know, like, so I, I do feel like we've had so many opportunities to be able to go into these different areas, you know, and 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 get to share. And, and it, it, it stays exciting all the time because there's so many different paths we can go down. Exciting to us. Yeah, it may yeah, not be exciting, exciting to us. anybody else that's on the other end. <laughs> well, it's exciting to people like, who... We love waking up and doing our work. Yeah, there would be people who, who are, <laughs> are nodding along vehemently like, oh my God, that's me when I go to, you know, whatever they do to yeah. teach, wherever they teach, yeah. whatever their program is that they're into. And sometimes I'll admit, I had a great thought in the middle of what you were saying, <laughs> but I tried to hang on to them too tight because I want to make sure I'm listening and I was listening and I lost the thought. Have uh, you met my friend Danny? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite that lost. Um, <laughs> Screw. <laughs> What's um? Oh, right, here's a here's a hard one. You guys are actually really doing really awesome. 
What, uh, Danny, what's a question I should have asked him that I haven't asked him yet? Oh, and I'm, I'm never looking for skeletons or dirt. I'm, I'm yeah. like, you know, things that you would be interested in sharing, not you know, ask him about the skeletons in the closet. Uh, well. Because he's probably very likely to answer the question if we ask him here. Yes, yes. I, don't, I just don't even know where to start. There are no answers if there are no questions. Yeah, uh, honestly, I don't know where to start. Can we come back to that? Can I think about it? Sure, you can, but I'm going to go, hey, Tim, what's a question I should have asked Danny that I haven't asked you? You could probably ask her something like, what is the WMC? Okay. All right, so WMC is the Women's Movement Collaborative, which was kind of a side project because I got a little bit like I needed something new, and I, I we were kind of trying to figure out, okay, how can we, I, I was thinking, I want to continue to support working with Tim sucks. I want to do something. Sorry, else. No, it wasn't that I just, I just needed like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I saw a need. Basically I saw a need. I saw um, a bunch of people going out and doing their own thing and, and being in these, all these separate camps and you know, one way, and this is the only way of life. And I'm talking yeah. about in, in the movement industry at that time, like, you know, so you can like, you know, okay, parkour, for example, you're a parkour guy. Like there was like parkour people only do at, at that time, the ones yeah. I knew only did parkour stuff. And then there was like CrossFit people only do CrossFit stuff. Uh, kettlebell people only do kettlebell stuff. And I was like, I don't understand why we can't all just like come together and learn about each other and, and, and learn about each other's things that we like to do and see, you know, how we can do stuff together. And so that's kind of how WMC came about is... What does it stand for? Women, I said it, Women's Movement Collaborative. <laughs> there you go. I did say it. I said it. And so I, you know, I reached out to a couple friends and I was like, hey, you do awesome stuff and you do awesome stuff. And we're all kind of in different camps. It was like, you know, let's, let's come together and create this event for women to get together to learn about movement, learn about how capable and strong they are and get to experience some new things. It also provided them an opportunity to be able to try new things in an environment that wasn't really filled with a bunch of guys, obviously, because it's women's movement collaborative. But, um, you know, I, what we were noticing is that a lot of women weren't willing to try new things or were uncomfortable taking up kind of space to be vulnerable right. when there were men around. So it gave a really cool opportunity to be able to open the door to that. And honestly, we had such a blast. Uh, we did, we've had four events and then COVID, uh, because of COVID, we didn't do any last year and we, we haven't done any this year, but you know, we've made some, all, all the people there walked away with all the women walked away with new relationships and connections. And I'm still seeing them like sprouting really cool things, you know, different women that have, have been in, you know, presenters to people that attended like on other people's podcasts and doing projects together yes. and writing books together. And it's, it's really cool. So I don't know, that was a, a rambly version of, of what the WMC is. Thank you for answering my question. Did I answer it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a quiz. It's not like if, you, <laughs> if I ask a question and you go a little to the left, I'm going to be like, you didn't answer the question. Yeah. It's not an inquisition. <laughs> Tim, I would be curious, like, what are you working on now? Like, what's exciting you these days? Because you've been doing, right, Pressing Reset has been something that you've been focused on for a long time. So, like, how do you stay engaged in, like, putting out new content? You're putting out content all the time, like, all the time. Like, how does that content come to you? I'm not working on any new projects right now, but as far as content goes, um, I just try to stay regular uh, as far as showing up every week because I know I'm responsible for putting information out or that I feel like I'm responsible. I don't have to. I can stop, I guess. But um, I, if I learn something, then I share it. 
So if it's a new movement or for the, for the videos, if I'm rolling around on the floor and I figure out something new, then that becomes something that will eventually maybe become a video. A lot of times if I'm sitting down to write, it has to come out of me because I can't, like, you know, you tell me to write stuff all the time and I'm like, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I know it, the feeling. It has, <laughs> it has to be, it has to be there, like unforced for me to, to do it. So oh, honestly, it's, it just has to happen. It, do, it doesn't, it's like, but I don't like, it doesn't come from me. It just comes to me for the most part. That's a lot to say. I'm not really working on anything special right now, mm. but. I'll think of good questions for later. For him. Oh. They'll come up. This is called letting the silence do the work. Yeah. <laughs> doing pretty good. You know, it, really, it is, it is way better than I am at getting people to think of things. And, I mean, you can misuse it, and then people say things that we have to edit out. Um, but it's also nice to give people a space where, you know, like aside from people poking their head in the door, is this room in use? Yes. But I think that it's interesting what happens when, it, whether it's just one guest or two or three, it was a blast. If I get like three guests, it turns into a cocktail party that I <laughs> didn't get an invitation to. And like, they just like, the thing just happens. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and watch the <laughs> recorder. And it's always interesting to me and I mean that in a positive way. That can sound like, oh, look at these people. I mean, it's always interesting to me in a good way to see how people react to the space that we're creating with the podcast. And I mean, both the physical, literal space. Like when I start unpacking junk, you're like, holy cow, you brought a lot of crap with you. And you're legit. <laughs> well, I didn't do it to seem legit. I did it because if I want it to sound like this, you have to carry the stuff. And you know, I'm off I'm off on the, the scenic rural route here to make it back on the highway. So I'm interested in how people react to having this space created for them. So some of the most like over the top fun ones I've done have been like outdoors where like literally sitting in the woods with microphones, you know, and there's like a <laughs> motorboat goes by on the lake, you know, and, and we just kind of pause. Like the space is always so much a part of what gets created. So, so I'm going to ask you a question, believe it or not. Um, what I'm wondering is, and I actually think of the question first and then all that ramble is me explaining why the question I'm wondering if having sat through this experience, I don't mean with me, like, yeah, I'm awesome. I sound great. That's nice. <laughs> Moving on. I like you, Craig. Yes. <laughs> thank you. I really, truly do appreciate that. And I really try to get out of the way. But what I'm wondering is this seems to be like a unique, like I don't get the vibe that you guys have sat down and certainly had this kind of conversation on mics before. And maybe I'm wondering, how, do you like, do you have tete-a-tetes like this? Like, are you having ideas now? Like there's something interesting about this space that, that Danny and Tim, that we are experiencing is this giving you new ideas or are you thinking in new directions? Not because I want to take credit for the stuff that you do, but because I'm just curious to see what happens, you know, as you experience the the thing. Um, I do want an SM58 microphone. I, I was like, actually, I, I literally was like, I need to write this down of like Christmas we, gift for Tim. We don't, don't need to write it down. I've got it. He's <laughs> already like, got it drop shipped. <laughs> He probably does. I'm not kidding. Uh, <laughs> when he went to the bathroom earlier. <laughs> oh, that was subtle. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. For, for me, like we do have like pretty like regular conversations about all sorts of things, but on podcast or in, in an opportunity like this, it's, it's kind of always been behind closed doors, right? Like our, com- these kind of conversations and it's, I'd say it's actually really refreshing and cool for for us to get these questions from you too, because we've done a lot of podcasts and it is kind of about the same thing all the time and it does get a little bit boring um, and it's not that interesting. And so it's actually, it is, it is eye-opening to some extent for me 
to see also, like, I know that there's, you asked me, you know, like what questions would I, what, what question would I ask him? And normally I'd say that's something I'm really good at is asking him the right questions. And I, I couldn't think of anything at the moment, but you make her nervous. <laughs> it's the voice. <laughs> I, I can, I can try to make you nervous. I'm purposely not trying to make you nervous. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I know that there's certain questions that will really pull out, you know, a certain version of Tim that I like, I, I want to, for everyone to hear more of. And I, I, I'm, I'm not there at the moment. All right, well, so here's the idea that comes to mind. There, there's, I say this a lot in the podcast. There's no trick to asking good questions. Mm-hmm. You just watch the ideas go through your head, grab two that are like PG 13 rated and stick them together. And you'll have like this new idea. And, and what I was thinking was you're talking about questions for him. You, you said you're good at asking him questions. And I went, yeah, but in a particular context. So maybe it's, what's the question that I should ask him to get him to do the thing to help him do the video. Like you're always, you're, you're thinking of him most often in a certain context. So now I'm thinking, and I'm not trying to go anywhere weird with this, but like, what questions do you think, like, what is Tim not, you know, everybody has the, a potential, right? So like, what isn't Tim, uh, I'm just struggling with grammar. Like if, if we say that Tim isn't reaching his potential in some area, what questions in this interesting, like interpersonal conversational context, what questions can you now think to ask him in this new context, which might help him go in a new direction? And of course, I'm going to ask you the same question the other way, if you can do answers and think at the same time. Well, realistically, that's I, hard, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, that is, that is, that's hard. And I, I, I do feel like I was like, I should have written this down before. You know, I, I think uh, stuff that people can really benefit from hearing from Tim is talking about like, like, so we talk a lot and, and people, a lot of people that, that know who Tim is, follow him and, and kind of think of him as, as Superman. And that's like his, his guy, right? Like he loves Superman. And so, uh, something that I, so I think a lot of people kind of put him up in this, in this spot and think that he is just the Superman. No one can relate. And right. it, it makes it challenging for some people to relate to Tim. And I think sometimes finding ways to get him to share his vulnerabilities and his struggles are a really helpful way to get people to connect better with Tim so that they can see like this is attainable for them too. You don't have to just, you, you, Superman doesn't just believe in himself. Superman knows, like Tim knows that this is what's what's possible for everybody. And I, I think that, so I don't have a specific question, but if I did, my questions are usually always to try to pull out him and his real life struggles and vulnerabilities. She wants me to talk about my pains. (laughs) Well, I I think that like, you know, I I think people relate. I want to make him as relatable as possible. And that's usually like where I'm going when I'm trying to ask you questions. Me and Zuckerberg, you can't get a beat read on it. It's just plain. (laughs) It's like stoic. Well, you just don't always open up right away. So, I mean, like, you know, I know that actually you're in a really interesting stage of life right now. Like, so you've got two kids, one's a senior in high school and one is in college. I just left for college. You're like a year away. Sorry to like push you on the spot here, but he's a a year away from being an empty nester. He's had a really successful career. You have a gym, you have got, you've written all these books, you've done all these things. And so now I'm kind of like, okay, like what's next, right? Like she's scared. (laughs) We'll be okay. But you know, like, so I'm, we're, we're kind of, when we have been having these conversations of like what's next. And so I think there's a lot of people that are kind of in the same realm of like, Hey, what's right. What's next. And, and they don't know that about him or they don't, 
know all of the time that he spends thinking about it, which you know because he's talked to you about it. I, I see where you're going. I think I see where you're going. Um, and you don't have to answer, like, I'm never, you know, like, I don't want people to talk about things I don't want to talk about. But if you're, if you're interested in like, I mean, first of all, congratulations on family and to we'll say successful kids, like that's, that's not easy to do. And to balance the time, you know, to divide yourself between multiple things that you love, that's tricky. I don't know. I, I, I don't necessarily have a specific area I was going other than like, it's, it's a cool stage of life. It's, it's been cool to see him though. Like I, you know, like, cause I, I've seen you since your kids were were little and you're working like, you know, switching from a full-time firefighter job to running a business and then going through and, and just all these different shifts. So it's just been interesting. And so now I am curious what's next, but I know you don't know. I don't know. I know. I'm also watching Tim is the master of silence as well. I'm, I'm pretty like, I wielded like a scalpel. Took me a long time to learn to do that. But Tim, Tim is like right up there and like the two of us can just like Tim and I can just sit here and be like, Oh, can I leave? I'll be sitting here like how many songs. <laughs> it works every time. And I think it's interesting to part of the effect. If we took the headphones off, don't do it because it wrecks everything. <laughs> but if you take, when we, when we take your headphones off, it's just like, oh, the regular world is nothing at all like, and we talk about this in advance. I tell people like this conversation, what it sounds like for us, this is what it sounds like to people who are listening to. They get the same experience. And I think a lot of, I have a question just came to mind. A lot of people who create podcasts, I'm not knocking your work. I actually haven't listened, but I think a lot of people who create podcasts, they miss out on the power of the auditory experience. And it's, it's, it's easy. It's not easy to do well, but it's easy to focus on who am I interviewing or, or what content are we covering or, and does it sound good enough for people to listen or is it a zoom call or whatever? And I really think it's interesting when you get these experiences and people might have like skipped out 30 seconds in and that's fine. Um, but I'm wondering if you've, if you've ever thought about how do you teach movement? Like to me, I've always thought it's weird. There is a question coming. How do you teach movement when like I can show you movement, which is visual, or I can talk at you about movement, but I can't actually movement you. Like, I mean, you can like contact improv or maybe do dance or something, but you don't generally manipulate the person, in fact, as far as I know, that actually doesn't work when you physically move people. That doesn't work. So have you ever thought about like, I guess now we're getting into pedagogy or pedagogy. How, how, do, you, how do you say the word? Pedagogy? Pedagogy? What's how, that process? No, how do you say the word pedagogy? I don't. Pedagogy. I, only, I only say words I can spell. <laughs> oh, I and can spell I can't, it, I can't, I can't say spell it. it. So therefore, I, <laughs> I don't use it. That, that's very wise. But, but have you thought about when you're creating material, how do you like get over that hurdle? Oh, it's of, easy. If they can't experience it, it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't matter what you say. So for us, when we teach OS or we teach people how they're designed to move, we have them experience it so that they can wrestle with their experience. And that's what teaches them. It's not what we say. It's them actually doing it and seeing how it affects them. And then we don't have to say anything. Their own body is the best teacher in the world. And it talks to them immediately. And it's beautiful. And then, and so it doesn't matter if we say something that sounds absolutely insane. Once they experience it, awesome. And then they'll listen to us more openly for what's coming next. And then they experience that. Right. And they solidify through experience what, what, what we're trying to convey, the message. And then they, they teach themselves, which is it's be it's beautiful. And I wish I could tell you there's something I thought about or thought of or came up with, but... It's not, 
you know, my friend Jeff actually showed me how to have people, you know, you teach them is one thing, but then have them do it and see how it affects their body. Let them, let them wrestle with it. And it works like your body's an instant feedback machine. It'll tell you everything you want to know. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I just would see what you, guys, what you guys would do if I didn't say anything. Danny was like, I am not saying a word. Let's talk about, let's like, like zoom out a little bit. And let's, I'm curious about, uh, I, I'm always curious about like journeys and mindset shifts. And I'm, I'm wondering if there are particular people in your life. And there's obvious, I don't want to belittle, like I, my mom, like, yes. Okay. Like everybody <laughs> please, I hope, has the, a life where they get to say my parents were a good influence. It's not the case for everybody. But I'm wondering, like, are there people that what you just said, Tim, made me think about how questions, where do the questions come from? Like, do they arise within me in response to an experience? Does somebody give me the question? And I'm wondering, are there people that you can point to in your life that may have asked you a question or showed you something or asked you to do something? And the insight that you got was really like, I didn't, in hindsight, I don't expect don't understand why that connection came from that person. So if I say, you know, this Olympic weightlifting coach taught me how to PR in deadlift and it really surprised me that I was able to do it in six weeks. It's like, well, that's not really that surprising, but you know, you might have like, you know, have like English teachers in elementary school who asked me like a question. I had a math professor once say to me, it's really subtle that mathematics should actually predict reality. And I was like, well, but and then I'm like, oh yeah, why does the, chalkboard scratchings actually so that like inspiration and uh, questions come from strange places i'm just wondering if anybody has popped to mind in the middle of my ramble so in my life there's easy people that i can point out that definitely helped steer me and shape me but not not necessarily through questions but through their kindness and their examples john brookfield who is the creator of battling ropes um and some other really wonderful training systems in the Guinness Book of World Record for everything. He just through example and kindness taught me that there are no limits to what a human body can do, especially if you believe in yourself or if you believe in, you know, your body. And if you believe that God's going to help you do it. And he lived that every, he, he just took me under his wing and everything he did was that simple message. There are no limits. If you put your mind to it, you can do it, and God will help you if you if you trust. Uh, he taught me a lot. Dan John, also a uh, huge influence, just because, again, he was kind to me and nice to me for, and didn't, never needed to be. He, through example, like when you when I'm around him, like I see, oh, well, that's the kind of person I want to be. Right. He cares about people. He cares about his wait staff at a restaurant. He cares about, and he, he's never met a stranger, and he, He'll ask questions to a stranger that, you know, to get to know them about their family history. Like who invests in somebody they don't know, like, you know, let alone that they do. And just how he carries himself, that that made an impression on me. And again, I was a stranger and he totally poured himself into me for no, no, for nothing. Taught me how to publish my first book or connect me with somebody that could show me how. And he called me one night just to check on me when I was having a bad day. I mean, who does that? You know, and, and like arguably he's very busy, pretty famous. And he's doing all kinds of things, teaching all over the world. And he calls me. So, I, I mean, I've had those examples and those experiences where I'm like, that's that's the direction I want to go. Yeah, I 
I don't have the same experience that that Tim has with some of these things. Uh, so my my parents were. I, I know you said not my parents, but I don't but, mean to belittle one's parents. Yeah. I just mean I, I wanted to make sure you searched. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but so mine kind of start. My my dad, who also uh, works with us within Original Strength, has played a really big role on on kind of getting me to be the person that I am today. Obviously, your parents do that, right? I I feel like I've learned from from my parents are divorced. So I, I've learned from like, I've got, I've got a lot of family and I've, I feel like I've learned a lot of experiences through them, both in the things that I, they did really, really well and the things that they challenged me on and the mistakes that they've made. And I'm not parents. If you're listening, I love you. Um, just saying, so you know. <laughs> um, but, but you know, so I, <laughs> but they're not listening right now. <laughs> no, they're when they do, when they do. <laughs> But that's okay. But, you know, so I feel like I've, I learned a lot from my parents. I also played sports very competitively growing up. I had a lot of coaches that uh, that really pushed me and and kind of built me up. I was, you know, always struggled with confidence as, as a kid. Uh, and, you know, through sports, uh, that really helped to develop that confidence level a lot more. And so, you know, between my, my dad, I would say, and my coaches, that, that kind of really started to kind of give me this, they, they both kind of instilled in me this, like, I can, I can do anything and that, uh, it's going to be hard work. And so I literally take that with me still like everywhere. I was like, I can do anything and it's, and I can work hard, you know, it's going to be hard and it's going to be hard work and I can do that. Um, so I still like, those are probably some of the biggest things like that I've taken away. And then, you know, I, I met my husband, I met Tim and, you know, my husband has, uh, actually like made a, a big impact in my life. Obviously he's my husband, but like he's been through a lot and he, there was, he's said things like it's, it's not that bad. And, and, and there's, he actually said this in a different way, but it kind of highlighting like wherever I am, it, it's it's not as it's not as bad as as it, as it is in the moment, right, right? right? And I and these are like basic examples, right? Like, but, but it's hard to picture. It's hard to pull the basics up. Like, you know, it's one thing to know how to breathe, and it's another to be able to breathe. Like, if you get caught in the middle of a bank robbery, like, yeah, the re, the the lived experience is right in front of you. That's not like if if you've ever been. I hope you haven't in a car crash. I have been. When you see it coming, it's like, it's, even though it's horrific, it's still like over there, you know, like the car is six, eight feet away or like the things are still at arm's length and your personal experience is not, it's right, you're right up against the glass of the windshield. And I think when you're able to look back and go, this person, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, like it's, it's, it's kitschy or it's stereotypical mm-hmm. to say my dad had made a big influence or my husband had a big influence. It's actually not common that people notice that they mostly just let those things go by because they're swamped with emotions, not caused by that person, but they're swamped by the emotion of the day or the anger of this or the exasperation at that or, or whatever overruns them. Yeah. So I think it's, you, you seem to be like feeling like, well, I don't have a famous name that I'm like, no, but the coaches, your father, those people are the, the luminaries that, that were in your space. Yeah. I, I've, and, and, and Tim's had a, a huge impact in the way that I, I do things and move through life as well. And I think, you know, I, I feel like I've, I've been 
very fortunate to be surrounded with some incredible people. And I, I, so I feel like while, you know, I feel like Tim has like very specific mentors, I feel like I have been lit up by so many people and and been able to learn something from a a lot of the people that I'm around that have really kind of made big impacts. Like actually one of my, our our coworkers, Jill, when I was, I had little babies, when I had little babies, I remember one day she told me like, you don't need to be rushing. Like, and it was like a slap in the face at the time because I was rushing everywhere and I still get caught up right in rushing. And I think a lot of people like, like, why are you so busy? Why are you in a hurry? Like, there's no reason to be in a hurry. And so like, I still, I think about this very moment of Jill telling me like, you don't need to rush. Like, mm-hmm. like, and I'm like, okay, just slow down. I don't, I don't need to be in a hurry. Like, is that why you are late every, <laughs> you I would say about since that time, I probably have been later, <laughs> Dang it, <Jill>. There's a- <laughs> uh, but anyways, so little things like that have like stuck into me from lots of different people. Anything that, I mean, like we, we can dig into the movement collaborative more. We could dig into open, sorry, original strength, Open strength. I, I keep wanting to say open source because your t-shirt reminds me of open source, but I, I get it. Uh, but <laughs> I'm just wondering if there are things that you had, and I say this a lot to people, like are there things that you had in mind that you wanted to make sure that we get to? And it can be like, if we haven't yet mentioned, like, I don't think we've said the name of the gym yet. Like if you want to go over th- your projects that you're working on, like are there things that you wanted to talk about on your way here? Because I'd say before we press record, this is meant to be your space. Do you? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just happy to answer questions. I don't have necessarily an agenda. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I I didn't really have an agenda. I I I kind of figured eventually, like it would go down the hole of your your listeners are are coming here for a certain reason, right? Like I'm, I have no idea. Like, I real how how would I know listening? who's listening? <laughs> um, I personally believe that it's getting it, the podcasting, the whole, the whole concept and space in general has gotten to the point where there are so many shows that I think most people are listening to single episodes. So like I listened to a couple, like, you know, one or two, like one and a fast forward through for mm-hmm. each of you, but I didn't even know the shows. Like I have no sure. clue who those shows are. So there I am, I'm a download on somebody's show somewhere, you know, and I, I listened and I wasn't listening every time the host spoke, I fast forwarded, like I am just listening to the guest. And I really think that that's becoming with the exception of everybody has like their favorite, like, oh my God, I listen to every single one of like, everybody has one of those. But in general- Joe Rogan. The, the, <laughs> you know, I've never actually heard an episode of Joe Rogan. Not because I have anything against it, it's just it's never, I've never had to listen to a guest. So I've listened to a few like Mark Marin or some of Tim Ferriss, and it's because I wanted to hear that person. And so just to circle back, my mom doesn't even listen to the show because <laughs> she wouldn't know how. I understand to listen to this, it'll be the people who want to hear what Danny has to say. And what will actually happen is somebody will go, you have to listen to Danny on Mover's Mindset, I hope, because <laughs> she talked about something and she never had a chance to talk about that. Or I've heard her talk about that, but I've never heard anybody else hear her talk about that. So that's what I like about the project. I, I started personally exploring movement, just like, oh, I learned to move again. Started with parkour when I was 40. And then I was having cool conversations. And then I thought... Oh, that's fun. And then somebody else went, you should have recorded that. I'd have listened to that podcast. That's literally like the beginning. And so for me, I'm not trying to make a show. I'm trying to have just personally interested in cool conversations with people. And Danny, I don't think we've ever met before, but like I've seen you in enough photos that I keep thinking like, I know who you are. Like I should know more about you than I do. And it's like weird. So that's just like some of what I'm, what goes into the soup, like for the thing that I'm creating. 
And yeah, my understanding is that's very different. I, I do know of other people who do it this way, but it's kind of sort of different. I'm not trying to make a thing as much as try and make a space for us. I mean, well, thank you for making the space today, but just make a space for the three of us to have a conversation. And then we'll just let silence do a little work. Dang it. <laughs> well, I, no, I just, I want to say thank you. I, I am talking in silence, but thank you. And <laughs> <welcome>. I, w- <laughs> I was going to try to hold out, but I just, I, did, I just wasn't. Cause I'm, I'm curious, like one, so one of the, I have lots of more questions. Um, the problem is not I'm out of things to ask. One of the questions that comes to mind is what is it about, so this is a question about women's specific experience and the women's collaborative project. What is it about the other spaces that women don't feel comfortable. I, I love the phrase you use about them taking up space. And like, cause I take up space too. If you go somewhere to do something, you have to take up space. If you don't feel comfortable taking up the space, which by the way, you are 100% entitled to. If you don't feel comfortable taking up that space, we can look at it like, you know, let's fix the person so they feel comfortable. Or we can look at it like, let's fix the space. Like there's different ways to approach that challenge. So we can go down that rabbit hole. Like, let's talk about what do you feel that you've accomplished with the with the women's collaborative? What do you think that it, and like a better question might be, what is it about that which is more successful than say trying to fix mixed gender classes or like we could, that, that's something I'm interested in, which I haven't asked yet. All right. So I think uh, one of the, you know, I wasn't say the multiple things that I think we did that made a really big difference um, in allowing and giving space for people to take up space is that we, one of the things we did was we brought in, you know, these, these like-minded individuals to share, but we, we never set them up on a pedal stool so that like the presenters were the presenters and the, the mm-hmm. attendees were the attendees. It was all of the people were participants is, is actually, so we, we, we changed the terminology is kind of part of how we tried to do it is that everyone was a participant instead of attendee. So, and actually we also refer to them as collaborators so that they came in there with their own thoughts. And we kind of set the stage on the very first day of like asking people to share certain things like, Hey, what's one thing that you want to share about what you are, what's that, you know, you're excited about what's something that you hope to take away so that we could, you know, help set intentions. Actually, some of that actually came, some of these questions actually came from Caitlin Pontrella, who I know you've interviewed before and she's incredible. And I've learned a lot from her as well. And I don't know her well, so that's pretty cool. I think, you know, so we kind of really set the stage and changed some of the terminology. We allowed everyone to play on the same playing field and made them feel like they were there to contribute instead of just like take away. We made we made everyone give as, as well. And then also I think, you know, we just... We, we took it into a vulnerable state so that it, we kind of mixed in movement and also made them really think about things as well. So they, they had to kind of get emotional and, and share, not necessarily all the time, but in a, in a setting where you've got a lot of men, typically it, it hasn't worked out where, you know, everyone is as comfortable sharing and, and being emotional. And, and again, like I was saying earlier, being vulnerable and I don't necessarily know why, you know, like I don't have an answer for, for why that is, but ego is like a huge piece of, of that. I and agree, yes. yeah. And so like when you look at other events where women are maybe a little bit more 
and not just women, people in general are not as comfortable taking up space because you've got the people in there with the ego taking up so much space that you're like, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So I think, I don't don't know if I'm answering the question necessarily, but you know, I think that that's kind of really like the, the, the ego side of things is what shuts down other people being able to take up space. And then sometimes it's whether it's that there's not, they don't feel there's enough room for them to take up space or they, they haven't been encouraged to take up space, you know, so sometimes. How do you leverage the participants to participate and collaborate? Yes, that a different way. Yeah. So you said you changed the terminology and made everybody collaborators, mm-hmm. even the, like the people that are there. Oh yeah. And the presenters, right. But they're all collaborators. So how do you get the non-presenting collaborators to collaborate yeah. And express themselves and share themselves. Yeah. So we asked all of our, we, we did something called Sparkstorm. Also, this is something that I, we, we learned and kind of adjusted from, from Caitlin. So I don't know if you've ever, have you ever done a Sparkstorm? <laughs> so I've been to three or four Art of Retreats and for yeah. two of them, I interviewed all of the presenters and they have a podcast with them. Yeah. So I've, I've done a lot of, I mean, not involved in Art of Retreat itself, but I've been to many of them. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, no, that's cool. So, so we did Sparkstorm, and basically, we would have everyone, you know, starting that first day when we asked everyone, like, what's something uh, they're passionate right. about, right? So we started to kind of pull that in, and then we put up, uh, put, we put post-its out for everyone. We said, hey, like, yeah. if you if you have something that you're passionate about that you want to share, we're going to give you five minutes, and mm-hmm. we literally set it for five minutes. We would tell people, like, hey, run over here. You're going to go and get like a snapshot of whatever this this thing is right. And it could literally be every, I mean, we've had someone from twerking to, you know, like Qigong. I don't even know if I'm saying that right to uh, pelvic floor health to like dance moves. I mean, it was like how to put a headband on properly. Like it was like literally every different thing, but you know, all these different women were coming in and they were sharing and people were there to just listen. And like I said, it was, it was a really cool thing because we set that time where they had five minutes to share. Everyone listened. Everyone got to kind of hang out and get to know that person a little bit better. And what we did then is we said, hey, this was just a taste of what this this person is is passionate about. Right. Now you're at the collaboration, you know, you're at the women's movement collaborative. Like, talk to them about how you can collaborate if that spoke to you and you want to do something with that too. And so it kind of opened the door for future collaborations as well, which which has happened, which is super cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a positive feedback sign. Like when you're like, well, we think this will continue. And then when you see it happening later, that's a good sign. Excellent question, Tim. I was curious. <laughs> that's the secret sauce to everything. The secret sauce to podcasting, but all of life. Hour and 10 minutes. Feeling good? Okay. Mm-hmm. What about, what do you guys, like, what do you, what do you do in your spare time? Like, what do you do when not like, you know, I'm also building a deck, you know, or whatever, but like, what, what do you do when you're just like, I feel like just doing the other stuff today. Like for me, it's often, I'll just go sit in the hammock and read a book, you know, like that. I recharge, you know, like private space kind of thing. So you don't tell me you're like secret recharge recess. People will show up, you know, like, oh, there's a hundred people camped in my cool chair. But just like, what do you guys do when you want to recharge or when you want to, like, where's your happy place? I don't, I don't know how to answer that. I, <laughs> I do, I do the same thing every day, but I like the stuff I do. Like, and if, if, if that were taken away from me, I probably would need some mm-hmm. therapy or to recharge. Like, 
I have quiet time in the morning. I get to sit by myself because I get up before everybody else. I, I move in the morning. I go for a lot of walks during the day. I do other stuff. <laughs> I feel like you just listed like three things, like going for walks and, and taking time to breathe and meditate, you know, in a peaceful, you know, in a, even if it's like in an environment that is going to be chaos in 10 minutes. Yeah. And I, I mean, and if I'm, you know, training or working around that, I, I just do it around that. Like if, you know, if I had to, I obviously I have to balance my calendar with it, but I just make sure I do that stuff every day and it keeps me happy. Yeah. I breathe, walk. Um, I recently... I, I tore, I blew up my Achilles tendon this year. Um, and so I'm recovering from that and I haven't been able to walk pretty much like on a regular, how I like to walk. So I have, uh, I have been enjoying like riding my bike. I, I also have chickens. I got chickens this year. These chickens make me ridiculously happy. Like, look at my face. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. So it's called chicken therapy. It's really, it's this new thing. It, it's a thing. Seriously. I love these chickens. It has been a fun she, project. She does this a lot now. So. Oh, <laughs> another thing lost to no uh, video. <laughs> oh, sorry. thought it was visual. My fault. Um, but yeah, I, I get the memory forever. <laughs> Nobody else does. Yeah, I, I love the chickens. I like working outside. I like to garden, and I like just being outside in general. So, um, yes, I'm probably that's kind of my my go to. And if I need a major major recharge reset, like I will get, I will literally just go into the woods. So, and whether it's like okay, I only have time to go camping, or I mean to go hiking to going camping, yeah. but I like to get outside and get in the dirt. <laughs> I think that that's a common a lot of people who have i'm going to say i'm going to an air quote discovered movement like this is something new but a lot of people who, re, who realize the importance of movement they also realize the importance of moving outdoors and being in spaces where it's comfortable and obviously a theme that's you know the the pandemic is like a huge obvious um elephant in the room and i think when it when it all first started I'm pretty much the same way like I'm outside walking most days and i i i, I like work around what I want to do. And it was like when the pandemic started, all of a sudden, all my regular walking routes, I'm like, well, there's people, you know, like there's lots of people and there's whole families because nobody's, everybody's home. And in some ways, I think that forced people to, to like, I was going to say it forced them to reconsider, but it's almost like if you like hold it in front of their face, they're like, oh, right, that is awesome. I had forgotten how awesome it was to just go for a walk at two in the afternoon on a Tuesday. And I'm, I'm hoping that people are able to, to like hold on to that. Uh, I don't want to say there's any good that came from it, but I'm hoping they're able to remember that like reflective, reflective moment. Do you guys, do you feel like, like how, how do you feel? And I don't want to like dive into the politics of COVID, but like, how do you feel in terms of like, are you feeling confident that your business is going to be able to navigate? I personally think that everybody having to take things online, that's not good. Like it's not the same as coaching I have never met a video screen like this conversation is not the same which I do this over any technology in the world. And I'm I'm just wondering like you're feeling confident that like the business is going to be okay and that you can keep serving your customers and like are there things you're looking forward to do or and I'm not really hooked into like I know the covid scene where I'm from and I'm far from home so I don't really know what's going on down here. Yeah, I I feel confident with where we're at. I mean so here in North Carolina, our gyms were shut down for seven months, right. six, well, six. Six, six months. Yeah. And then, you know, it took a while to get people back on board. It was, it, we weren't really sure if people were going to be ready to jump in right away, right, right? right? Or or a little hesitant. And so we've seen an interesting trickle of, of 
of people from from both sides, right? Kind of kind of trickling back in. But overall, I think it's made us stronger because we've able we we were able to uh, whether it was hone in and, and focus on some of our processes as well as kind of figure out how we can make things better. We did have to move online for some of our stuff and we have grown well online and right. it's not the same as in-person coaching. I will still choose coaching someone one-on-one or, yeah. you know, in Even person. if you stand 10 feet apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that we've been able to reach that maybe never would have come to a gym. Yes. And yeah. What if you're, yeah. And so it's, you know, allowed us that opportunity to be able to kind of connect to people. And we do, you know, kind of a combination of, you know, a Zoomy kind of conversation. Like tomorrow, Tim's leading a masterclass with a with one of our groups. We have about 25 people in it. And, you know, we we're talking through email, they're doing their program and then we'll we'll sit and talk to them through it it, it is a video. It, call, it like but, forces you to do an assessment of all the things and what can we do better. Yeah. Yeah. But for that situation though, like those people are anywhere in the world. Like, like we yeah. couldn't do we couldn't do that in person. Yeah. So that I mean there have been some good things that, yeah. that come from it for sure. I mean, he's training someone Dubai, Norway, Germany, Austria, Czech Republic, India? I don't know. But plus all over the United States, like, and this is this group of people all coming together, which is kind of cool. You would have never had it. All the opportunities were there, but it was like, why would you have ever done that? And why would they have noticed? Yeah. So. I I don't know. Like, and when I say I don't know, it's, you're not going to like any of this. (laughs) But like, so the pandemic, while it sucked and I had a hard time dealing with it at the beginning. But it taught me a lot of things like and it gave me afforded me a lot of opportunities that I would have never had in any other lifetime. Like so my my kids are 17 and 18. Well, I got to spend a lot of time with them over the last two years and mm-hmm. my oldest just went to college. So I had something that I would have never what gotten. What a rare, tr- like, yeah, what a gift. And and my youngest, who's now a senior, is going to go to college next year and and not even a year from now, but, you know. It's going to be like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm in this whole new space in life. And I've learned that like, I, I didn't write this script. I couldn't control any of it. I couldn't control what happened to our gym. I could, so fighting it was right. just painfully painful for, and there's nothing I could do about it. So, so if it flourishes, awesome. And if it doesn't, well, okay, it's going to be okay. Cause what's, what's the next blessing out of it that I just can't see right now? Because it, it did give me so many things that I would have never experienced. And, and mistakes I've made that I would have never made had COVID not happened that I have learned from. You know, so, I mean, it's all kinds of things that on the surface maybe don't look that great have been really educational and valuable for me. I think a lot of people have made a lot of lemonade, you know, the lemons and lemonade. And uh, to me, that, I mean, that's why I'm hopeful for the whole human race. I don't mean like, we better pull out of this stuff. I just mean in general. The reason I'm hopeful is that we've come a long way and I think we're going a long way further just because I think people are generally awesome and we all disagree on everything, but in the end, people figure things out and people are curious and humans move. And I don't know, that's my that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> all right, well, as much as I hate to say it at a minute, at an hour and 20 minutes, I'll just say, and you guys have to figure out how this works, right? Because there's two of you. To say, and of course, the final question: three words to describe your practice. Simple, compassionate, a way of life. Does that count? Holistic, way holistic, of life? holistic. Better. You talking about our practice, like what we do, what we teach? 
I, you can interpret. I can interpret it <laughs> any way you want. I'm not laughing at you. It, it it's a hard question. Well, no, I mean, it just depends on which. You might want. I could say movement you, heals you. That's three words. That's three words. You maybe you want to unpack what what you think when I say what do you what's your practice? It's because one's practice could be my entire life. One's practice could be I'm a foster parent, so raising children. You know, in a limited time, I have it like what. You, you need to know, like, you need to figure out what you think practice means in order to answer the question. I don't mean it to be a hard question. No, it's not. I just wanted to make sure I was answering the right question. Like, I mean, movement heals you or yes, you can. I mean, <laughs> Ooh, those are just, those are, those are great ones. Like I, and yeah, I think yes, you can. is kind of like the Tim's three words, but you got to, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. No, I, I mean, I, I will go with yes, you can. I think that's a great. I think those are both great. And I'm also going to say they also kind of fit together. Like, the, the, you know, what you got, right? I mean, I just like was thinking, wait a minute. We had a long discussion about, you know, how you two work together and how you fit together. And your your choices or your forced choices there kind of fit together too. So I'm going to be peanut butter though. She'll have to be yes, chocolate. I want to be chocolate anyways. <laughs> I definitely wanted chocolate. <laughs> Terrific. Thanks so much, you guys, for taking the time. As I say it a lot, it's my distinct pleasure. And thanks. Thank you. This has been really fun.